What's up, everybody? This is TBD Sportscast College Football heading into week 13 with your hosts. I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And we just thank you so much for listening and uh, keeping up with us today. This episode is entitled Rivalry Week because, ladies and gentlemen, it's that week. Deep, old-fashioned hatred for another person's team just because of where they go to school. Amen. All right. Uh, we just want to remind everybody real quick before we get into it, go vote on the TBD Sportscast College Football Awards Show link in our bio uh, if you're listening on our Instagram and on our Facebook, and if you're watching this on YouTube, links in the description. Please go take just a couple minutes and vote, and if you wouldn't mind, please share that with a friend. Our goal for this year is 200 votes. All right, moving right in. Last week, we saw some crazy things happen in college football, notably the insane blowout by Ohio State against Michigan State that rocketed Ohio State to number two in the playoff rankings. And uh, we also saw some other things. But this is TBD takeaways. The number one takeaway, no one is safe. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel that it's all up in the air at this point still. I mean, you're looking at a number four Cincinnati team right now who – Probably won't be there for long if I if I'm being completely honest. And you're looking at Ohio State going into a big game this coming up this coming week, and of course the Big Ten uh, championship as well. So, and you got Notre Dame ahead of Oklahoma State, who could possibly jump them after this week or next. So you you just never know who's going to actually be in it, uh, who's a true competitor until it's all said and done. Yeah, the only team that I could say is actually safe right now, most likely, is Georgia. And that's just because they're in the number one spot and they're 11-0. and I mean, other than that, I don't really see... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I understand what you mean. I think that there's a very slight chance that if Georgia were to lose, that they'd be taken out of the top four. Uh, I mean, you're looking at a case scenario where... Very unlikely, but if Auburn were to beat Alabama without Bo Nix, um, you're looking at a an Alabama team who's out of the top four, probably low top ten. Um, and if Alabama were to, were to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, you know, um, there's there could be an argument in some cases where Georgia's taken out, but I highly doubt it. So I, you're probably right on that. Yeah, I mean, if we lose to Georgia Tech, obviously, I mean, I would take us out of the top four. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's not going to happen, though. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, you know, you have Bama, who, if they take a loss to Auburn, they're definitely out. If they Now that they're at number three, if they take a loss in the SEC championship, there's more of a chance that they get taken out because they're so low in the top four. Uh, you know, Ohio State is not even safe, and they're at number two because if they take a loss to Michigan, they could possibly drop out of the top four, and then if they can't win the Big Ten championship after that, then they're definitely out of the top four because there will be a three-loss team at that point. But it just depends on what happens. You know, I mean, Michigan could show up this week and, you know, ball out and win uh, or not. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. But uh, from TBD takeaways from last week, uh, Arkansas really kept it close with Bama. Like I said, they would, you know, and I picked them. I picked Arkansas to win that. Uh, I'm glad that I did. Because you know, I uh, they were still close. They kept it within seven points. It was a touchdown. I mean, I mean, Arkansas showed up and they balled out. And I said if they could, if they show up and they play mature, they really could do it. 
and they got close. Uh, next up, number three, Oregon falls to number 23, Utah, by a lot. They got blown out. It was like 38-7, to seven, right? Something like that, yeah. I think it was 38-7. to seven. Yeah, and then, you know, like we said earlier, number seven, Michigan State, I mean, they got destroyed by Ohio State. I mean, basically, we what we learned about Michigan State this week is that if you stop the run, you stop Michigan State. If you can stop Kenneth Walker, you stop Michigan State. I think another thing we learned about Michigan State, and we kind of saw in the Purdue game, but we weren't sure if it was just, you know, a little hiccup in their system, but it kind of showed a lot in this Ohio State game. Their secondary is very weak. Oh, it's bad. They don't have much speed on the outside, so when you got fast receivers like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, and the other dude that I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, really good kid. Like He's awesome. But anyways, when you have those speedy players, when you have those really good wide receivers, you can get around Michigan State's defense as long as your offensive line can hold up. Um, So... We saw a big problem at Michigan State. They have a good offense, but it heavily relies on the run. You stop the run, you stop their offense, and you can essentially get around Michigan State's defense pretty easily. Yeah, and the reason that we both picked Michigan State is we figured that you know neither team really has a defense, uh, but they both have really good offenses. But like you said, like we you know we learned that their offense is basically just Kenneth Walker. I think I think he got I don't even think he passed fifty yards for the entire game. I mean the Ohio State defense they showed up like we were we were wrong, like they proved us wrong. They showed up and they played a great game. I'm still skeptical though about them because I want to see them go in and I want to see them play Michigan at Michigan if they can get past that because Michigan does have one of the better defenses in college football. The reason they lost to Michigan State is one because of Kenneth Walker. They weren't prepared for that. And two, I think they just flooded it. I think it was just one of those games they just flooded. You know, Michigan State had the home field advantage. And also the refs did screw Michigan a little bit. Like there was a missed call fumble return for a touchdown that they called back and said the runner was down, but he was not. Um, and they actually came out and said that, yeah, he was not down. We got that wrong. Um, and it should have been a fumble for a touchdown. And Michigan probably would have won the game. But either way, moving on. Number 10. <laughs> Number 10, Wake Forest falls to unranked Clemson. I mean, it, it was going to happen eventually. You know, Clemson was going to make their way back into the top 25. Yeah, their offense hasn't been performing to the excellence that they have in years past. But that defense, dude. It, oh, yeah. It, they showed up, dude. It They show up. They've been showing up. They've been incredible this entire season. They haven't stepped down. I mean, what was it? Seven sacks? Against Wake Forest. Well, yeah, Wake. I mean, Wake Forest's offensive line. I mean, they just looked so terrible. So bad. The the offense period looked bad. They didn't even start scoring like good amount of points until, until the second quarter. Yeah. Until the second quarter, they were held b- below ten yards total um, in the first quarter, which was crazy because Clemson had already had a hundred. So I mean, great game by. By Clemson, of course. It was awesome to see. And, you know, we're back. And now it's time for one of our favorite segments on the show, our Game of the Week. This is our Week 13 Game of the Week. This is also our Big Ten Game of the Week. And, of course, you guessed it. It's the game. Number two, Ohio State at 5, Michigan at 12 p.m. What do you, like, this is a big game. For a lot of reasons. One, I mean, it's one of the oldest rivalries 
in college football history. And this has huge playoff implications because if Ohio State loses this game, they could be out of the top four potentially, and Michigan could move into the top four potentially. So what do you see, Joey? I mean, I'm seeing um, I'm seeing two really good offenses, right? I mean, Michigan's not nearly as good as Ohio State's offense, don't get me wrong, but really good offenses. I mean, 559 total yards on offense for Ohio State compared to Michigan's 447. Like, that's that's kind, kind of crazy. Uh, Michigan can definitely run the ball, so we're going to have to see how they work around the Ohio State's defense with running the ball, seeing if they can get that to be effective in this game because, you know, their their little brother, Michigan State, couldn't even do it. Um, so, And they have a Heisman contender. So, you know, it, I, I don't even want to say it comes down to defense. I just want to – I feel like I need to say that it comes down to whoever's the better team. And to be completely honest – Harbaugh has not beaten Ohio State yet, uh, but another thing is, if he doesn't beat Ohio State this year, does he really have a job? Like, you know, because it's been a big factor in his, you know, job. Like, he has to beat them at least once. He's been there for a good bit now, and he hasn't beat them once. It's at Michigan. You know, Michigan's got a better defense than Michigan State, still not the best. Um, we can look at, you know, Ohio State struggled against Nebraska, you know, the loss to Oregon, and so on and so forth. But it, it's hard to say. But, I, 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 you know, because it's at Michigan, I'm going to go Michigan. But I really think – I I probably think that Ohio State's going to win, but – I'll I'll choose Michigan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ohio State's gonna win this. I, I just think that the offense is really lethal and from what I saw on Saturday, I mean maybe maybe CJ Stroud just had a really, really good game. But I mean he did play extremely well. I mean I'd I want to be wrong. <laughs> like you said, like I want to be wrong and I know you want to be right. I would love to see Ohio State lose this and see Michigan win this. Uh we'll just have to see. I do think that that you know, just responding to what you said about Ohio State, you know, being able to stop the run. Michigan has a more well-rounded offense. They've, they they got a quarterback who can throw. They have wide receivers who can make really, really good catches. Uh, they've got running backs who can run. So now the thing is, you know, Ohio State's focusing on Kenneth Walker and stalking him, and that's it. And when you stop Kenneth Walker, you stop Michigan State. With Michigan, on the other hand, if, if Ohio State is going to be running all over the field trying to catch those receivers, trying to catch the running backs, I mean, it's it's a, it's going to be a different game. And I and I said that on a lot of college football pages this weekend, and and people didn't agree with me. But I think that it's, I mean, it's not going to be a blowout. Ohio State is not going to blow out Michigan like they did Michigan State. I, I just, bro, I, I'm telling you, it's not going to be a big blowout. It's going to be close. I hope Michigan wins it, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going Ohio State because of my record. <laughs> All right, now it's time for a segment here that we're going to do just this week because it's Rivalry Week. So we're celebrating Rivalry Week with a Rivalry Week speed round. This is how it's going to work. we got two rounds inside this round. The first round is called Battle for the Bowl. These are all games where both teams are 5-6 and six and they're looking for that sixth win to become bowl eligible. The second round is called Fight for the Bowl. This is where this is games where one of the teams is 5-6 and six and they're looking for that win. We're going to go through these. We're going to go through these games. We're going to pick who we think is going to become bowl eligible 
or not bowl eligible. So here we go. All right, ready? Here we go. Florida, Florida State. Florida State. Florida. All right. Maryland, Rutgers. Ooh, Maryland. Rutgers. All right. UNC, Charlotte, Old Dominion. Oh, that one's tough. Uh, UNC, Charlotte. Yeah, UNC, Charlotte. And finally, for this round, Middle Tennessee at Florida Atlantic. Don't know much about either team. I'll go Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. All right. Next one, fight for the bull. Here we go. Nine and two, Coastal Carolina at five and six, South Alabama. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, indeed. All right, next. Five and six, TCU at six and five, Iowa State. TCU. Yeah, TCU. I say TCU. 11 and 0, UTSA at five and six, North Texas. Please, North Texas. UTSA. Next, five and six Troy at six and five Georgia State. Georgia State. I'm gonna say Troy. <laughs> five and six Virginia Tech at six and five Virginia. Oh, I had a tough one about this earlier during my fan duel. Um, Virginia Tech. I'm gonna say Virginia. Five and six Tulsa at eight and three SMU. Also had a tough one with this. Um, SMU. SMU for sure. Eight and three Texas A&M at five and six LSU. Texas A&M. I'm going to say LSU, bro. I think that defense is going to overtake them. 5-6 West Virginia at 2-9 Kansas. West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia for sure. They'll become bowl eligible after this one. All right, 9-2 Pitt at 5-6 Syracuse. Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Syracuse. Sean Tucker, man, he's good running back. He might be, he might be able to do it and pick up that defense. And finally, 2-9 two Tulane at 5-6 Memphis. Memphis. Tulane, bro. Mm. Well, that has been... The rivalry week speed round. <laughs> uh, just some notable ones from that one. Battle for the Bowl, Florida, Florida State. I think that's probably the biggest battle for the Bowl right there. Yeah, man. I mean, it, first of all, I just want to say it's really hard not to talk about each team before making a pick. Um, but it's going to be a tough one. Florida, State's had, Florida State has definitely been having a good second half of the season, and Florida has not. So. Yeah. Just have to see on that one. I mean, maybe Dan Mullen can get one more win for him before, and, and maybe get a maybe become bowl eligible, and uh, you know fight for the bowl. Um, you know Texas Christian University, TCU, and Iowa State. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one for sure too. Yeah, man. I mean TCU, just just like uh, Florida State, they've been having a pretty decent second half of the season, coming out with some big wins. So I I want to I want to see how they do it at Iowa State, but. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and just two more from this round, and we'll move on. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech at Virginia. I think that's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one, too. And like I said, I was struggling with this one on uh, my FanDuel picks. But, uh, you know, Virginia, pretty good offense, but, you know, not that much of a defense. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech, at least they started out the season with a pretty good defense and a, a, a decent offense, decent enough. Um, so I'm interested to see, you know, with their head coach being fired and stuff, how they're going to turn out. I mean, this is their chance to get into a bowl. People get scruffy and tend to fight a little bit more when it comes down to this. Oh, for sure. And finally, Texas A&M and LSU. The only reason I picked LSU is just because, I mean, Orgeron, while he is getting fired, I think he is a good coach. Um, and they kept it close against Alabama. That defense is is pretty pretty good, uh, but I I that that's why I think LSU is going to beat Texas A and M. I mean, yeah, I can I could see it. I definitely can. I just when I when I was looking down at this for my fan my also for my fan duel, um, 
it just came down to, you know, Texas A&M's defense is already really good. Um, they've had some hiccups here and there, but their offense, when they, when they're, when they're rolling, they're rolling. And I, I just, you know, LSU's defense could be good, but Alabama's defense is good. And once that Texas A&M offense started rolling, they couldn't stop them. Yeah, that's for sure. So, and finally, our final segment moving on now, the big week 13 matchups. This is the biggest rivalries in college football this week. Today is Friday. We're going to start with tonight's first game, unranked UNC at 20 NC State at 7 p.m. This one's a hard one, dude, because, you know, we're looking at UNC, who has really been trying to nip at people, really, for this entire season. They've been the underdog, which They've nobody ruined expected. some seasons, bro. They've ruined some seasons. They have ruined some seasons, which is which is also a factor to look into. I mean, they beat Wake Forest, which doesn't look so impressive right now. But, you know, still. Um, and then you're at number 20, NC State, who has been having a really good season this season. Yeah, they haven't won all their games, which kind of stinks. But, you know, their defense is up there in the ACC just behind Clemson's. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough to pick, but, you know, I, I don't think UNC has dealt with a team who can come back in the second half and bring them to overtime. And then all of a sudden you're having a battle. Um, but they have been in an overtime game before. And that was against at the time, a top, the top 10, Clemson team, so I think NC State unfortunately pulls this one out. But please, UNC proved me wrong. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about UNC. UNC does not really have a defense. Their offense is just pretty lethal with Sam Howell. I mean, he's a great quarterback. NC State, on the other hand, their defense is really good, and their offense is, you know, it gets them through. It's not the best in the ACC, obviously. But, I mean, they're really, really good. Um I'm going to say NC State wins this one because of the defense. I think that UNC, you know, is a good team, uh, but I still think NC State's going to take this one out for sure. Moving on, Washington at Washington State at 8 p.m. This is another tough one. I mean, Washington hasn't had the best season that they were hoping for. Meanwhile, Washington State, uh, also not a great season, but they, they did pretty decent this season as far as I recall. Um you know, at Washington State at 8 p.m. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Washington State winning this. I don't really know much about either team or how they've played this season. I'm going to say Washington just to go opposite of you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know much about either one. I haven't really kept up with the Pac-12, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Washington to win this one. And then moving on to tomorrow. Saturday, starting off with my favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs at Georgia Tech at 12 p.m. This is a this is uh, I I this is an easy pick. This number one Georgia. Tough. Yeah, this is not tough. Yeah, number one Georgia, bro. We're in there like swimwear. Notre Dame uh, just destroyed Georgia Tech like like 55 to zero, blew them out. And I honestly, I think the I think Georgia is going to do the same thing to Georgia Tech. I think we'll blow them out unless we put our starters in like. Or we start take our starters out like in the second quarter, <laughs> which is possible. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, moving on to our SEC game of the week. Uh, one of the oldest rivalries in college football, one of the biggest rivalries in college football, just because of how insane it can be. Uh, this is number three, Alabama at Auburn at 330, the Iron Bowl. What do you think? I think without Bo Nix, Auburn can't win this. I think Alabama ends up pulling it out, even though it's at Auburn. I just, you're missing your star guy. Um, so Yeah, I mean, TJ Finley's good, but he's the reason that LSU was so bad in 2020. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think that Auburn still has a chance with the home field advantage. And I mean, Arkansas kept it close. I mean, Auburn just lost to USC last week. So they're going to be coming off, you know, with some frustration. They want to win the game. They want to finish out strong. So, I mean, we could see a revamped Auburn team here. I mean, I'm not sure. Probably not. I mean, Ryan Harson, he's been doing a great job, but I mean, you know, it's not just going to show up, but, uh, I'm going to pick Alabama here as well. I think Alabama is going to win this game. I don't think Auburn – I mean, it's probably going to be like it was last year, you know, uh, with Alabama blowing them out of the water. I mean, the defense is good for Auburn, but it's not – it's nothing special. So, uh, moving on to one of the – probably one of the more underrated matchups this week, Oregon State at number 11, Oregon at 3.30 p.m. Uh, this one, I, I mean, both teams have actually been playing pretty good in the Pac-12 this year. Um, you know, Oregon having two in-conference losses, one to Stanford and then now one to Utah. Oregon State also taking on a couple losses. Uh, I'm I'm still going to say Oregon wins this one. I think they're going to be coming off with some frustration from Utah. It's at Oregon, which is going to be really home field advantage. Anthony Brown is going to, you know, show out. Uh, Travis Dye is going to get some yardage because uh, the Oregon State defense is not that great. And uh, I think Oregon's going to win this game. So who wins this? I mean, we're looking at two offenses that are around the same area. In fact, Oregon State has an average higher than Oregon in total yards of offense. Meanwhile, Oregon has a little bit better of a defense. Um, so it, it's really up in the air. It could come down to something like home field advantage. And, you know, I hate, I hate doing it, but I got to go with, you know, at this point, who has home field advantage, uh, even though I did it earlier with the Michigan game. Um, I'm going with Oregon. Yeah, man. Uh, I I would have to agree with you. I, I just don't think Oregon State can pull it out. I mean, we didn't think they could last year, and they did. Oregon State beat Oregon <laughs> I mean, in rivalry week in 2020, uh, which is crazy. And then Oregon, of course, Oregon, of course, went on the next week to win the Pac-12 championship against USC. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a close game, but, you know, still. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong, but because both teams are pretty evenly matched up, it's just home field advantage. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen this season how how incredibly poignant that can be for a game. Uh, next up, Bedlam, number 10, Oklahoma, at number 7, Oklahoma State, at 7.30 p.m. This one, I hate to say it, but this one has some top four implications uh, poor Cincinnati could be getting knocked out after this one. Um, if it happens, yeah. I mean, it could. I mean, so yeah, it really could. So I'm, um, I mean, I feel like this is a no-brainer. I feel like we know who's going to win this game, and a lot of people are going to be like, no, 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 no. You have no idea what you're talking about, and, and you may be saying the same thing to me right now. But to me, this is a no-brainer. I say seven Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma, they're in the Big Twelve and have no defense. Their offense has been struggling. I mean, they just lost to Baylor. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, 
Oklahoma State. They've got a great offense. They've been playing really, really well. And their defense, their defense is actually really good. I say Oklahoma State wins this game in a close one. Uh, you know, it, it is going to be a close one. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know on the fact of, you know, being an obvious one. Because, yeah, you're looking at Oklahoma, who just lost to Baylor. You know, they had a tough game against Kansas. But a thing that they did against after the Kansas game was they had a pretty good game the following week. Oklahoma State, like you said, a really good offense. Uh, you know, it's it's just a really tough one to pick. I mean, really, really good defense. Pretty, pretty good offense to hold up. I mean, it's a normal Big 12 um, offense. But, I don't know, man. Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State or Oklahoma losing to Baylor. And you know what? Oklahoma had a defensive stalemate against Baylor. You know, it's like all the things I thought about Oklahoma kind of got thrown out the window after that Baylor game. This is really tough, bro. I mean, it's in the state of (laughs) Oklahoma, too, so it's like home field advantage, like who? Um well, it's definitely home field advantage at Oklahoma State, but yeah, but because it's in Oklahoma, I mean, yeah. There's not much of it, yeah. I mean, we're looking at Oklahoma State with a 54.4 FPI prediction to win. Um, I mean, spread is four and a half points in Oklahoma State's favor. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Oh, What? It definitely is, but it is what it is, and that's Bedlam. All right, we only got three more games left. I'm going to run through them real quick because uh, these are not really playoff implications. These are just ones that, you know, these are just classic rivalries. So starting off with probably the most important one, uh, the Palmetto Bowl, 23 Clemson at South Carolina. I'm going to let you take this one in just a second. I just wanted to say I saw a picture that somebody had shared, and basically what it said was is uh, neither the South Carolina fan nor the Clemson fan can talk trash to either one because nobody knows what version of their team is going to show up <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's true, and that's a big thing that I've been saying this, the, at least the past few weeks. Um, and it's just, you know, I don't know like how this game's going to turn out, dude. Like, If we have an offense and a defense that played like they did against Wake Forest... South Carolina screwed. But if South Carolina shows up with the offense and the defense like they'd had against Auburn, then we're going to have a freaking good game, bro. <laughs> but also, that's a defense against a Bo Nixless Auburn. Either way, dude, it was a good game. It was, it was, I mean, it was, a, good, it was a good game, but, you know, we're looking at a beat-up Auburn. Like, this game, like, the problem with this game is it doesn't matter, like, the record of either team. It doesn't matter who they've beaten and stuff. It's always a close matchup, for the most part. Um, mm-mm, un- mm-mm, unless mm-mm, one of them is the a national, unless one of them is a national <laughs> champion contender. But you know, it, it's it's always it's always a tough game, and it's just between these two teams when it comes down to it. And you know, Carolina, yet yeah, they've had a good they've had a good season this year. Good for them. Uh, Clemson, not the season they expected to have, but, you know, they're getting better as the season progresses. Um, it sucks that it has to be at William Bryce Stadium, 
but uh, I, I I hope, I think, and I hope, and I pray that Clemson wins this game. I'm gonna say South Carolina wins it, bro. I I'm gonna go with the SEC underdog because I know the SC, I know South Carolina's the underdog because Clemson, you know, they had more percentage to win the game against Wake Forest. Uh, but something just tells me, bro, South Carolina actually has a chance this year. I think that Beamer is going to get them hyped up for this game. I think they're going to play smart. And if they do play smart, if they play smart and they find ways to get around this defense, they're going to win. <laughs> yeah. But if not, they're going to lose. But I'm still picking South Carolina just because I think it would be really, really funny to see them win because they haven't won this game in like five years. It's been a long time since, since South Carolina's beat Clemson. Yeah, it's been a little while. And I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they, Carolina relies on the pass a lot, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. which They've been relying on the pass a lot, which is what Clemson has been able to defend pretty well. Carolina's offensive line isn't that great. so That's what I was about to say. If it, the, They need to be focusing on the offensive line more than anything this week because if their offensive line cannot stand up and their pass game is nothing, it's gone. Because Clemson actually does not, they're not, um, I don't think Clemson is like super great at covering the pass. I mean, Wake Forest got some really good passes off when they were able to. They, uh, Clemson even got called for some pass interferences in that game. But so if, if the O-line can stand up to the defense, South Carolina can get the pass off, be accurate, they can, they can win, they can get points, they can come out, they can survive in Columbia. Uh, but moving on to the final two games, Kentucky at Louisville. At 7.30, I'm just going to go ahead and say this is an SEC versus ACC matchup, so I hate you, Joey. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Kentucky wins this one, bro. Uh, this is actually a tough one because Kentucky has not been playing very well this, this second half bro, of the every time a, Bro, every time a team plays Georgia and then loses to Georgia, the rest of their season is just crap, dude. We just break their spirits, bro. bro. that's what I said earlier. I was like, every time <laughs> the team loses to Georgia, it seems like they don't win a game after that. Um, Louisville. I mean, dude, look at Arkansas, bro. Look, Arkansas, you know, they were like winning a bunch of games, Arkansas, and everyone was like, "Oh, Auburn. Sam Pittman's like one of the greatest coaches." And then, and we played him, and they were like, "Okay, now we suck." <laughs> yeah, Arkansas, Auburn, even Kentucky. Kentucky, bro. Our Kentucky looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But um, even Clemson, bro, <laughs> took him a whole season to recover. <laughs> totally. I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. Anyway, J- jokes on you. That wasn't. That wasn't George's fault. That was Clemson's fault themselves. Um, Where seven sacks? Where? <laughs> so anyway, Louisville has had a decent season. I mean, like, look, they haven't had the results that they've wanted, but they have put up fights against some good freaking teams. Kentucky, like we said, hasn't had a good second half of the season after that Georgia game. Um, you know, Kentucky's defense is really good, or not really good. It's decent. Their offense, decent. Louisville's offense is what they rely on the most. So I think Kentucky wins this, unfortunately. I feel like I have yeah. to go for the ACC team, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you want your conference to be good because, you know, those are the teams that you're playing. So, I mean, and that's what your strength of schedule looks like. So if you're playing in a conference that's not good, then your strength of schedule looks like, you know, crap. Look at... Cincinnati, for example, yeah, they're in the top four, but because Oklahoma State is in the Big 12, if they win that game this weekend, and because Michigan's in the Big 10, if they win that game this weekend, then, you know, Cincinnati could be coming out. But last one, moving on now, all right, California at UCLA at 10.30 p.m. I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah, California's been playing pretty well half this past half the season, but I think UCLA wins this. They're, they're just a better team in California. 
I mean, dude, what happened to UCLA though? I mean, <laughs> they were there oh, they and were then good, they then weren't. They were bad. Like all of a sudden they just weren't there. Uh, I, yeah, I think UCLA wins this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But yeah, I mean, that's been our podcast. It's Rivalry Week. It's Thanksgiving Week. And uh, we hope you had a great holiday. And always remember. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. There's no, there's a father in heaven who wants to have a relationship, who loves you, who wants to know you, and who sent his only son to die for you. If you ever need anything, hit up our DMs on Instagram. Shoot us a message on Facebook. We will always respond. We will always pray with you. We'll talk to you about whatever you need to talk about. We hope you had a great holiday weekend. We hope you have a great rivalry weekend. And uh, go dogs, go tigers, and we'll see you right back here next Friday at 12 for Championship Weekend. Bye-bye. Later.